Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to the Premier League Preview Show. It's a show that's been on hundreds of wild nights out with some genuinely unhinged people. Not once has someone got their todger out in a bar, just saying. On today's pod I'm joined by Steve McGovern, the Midlands correspondent for Reach and a Fulham fan to boot to get the rundown on a fascinating relegation scrap and the chances of Arsenal maybe dropping some points this weekend, who knows. We'll also be going around the grounds as always. Steve, you there, mate? Yeah, I'm okay. I haven't, um, you know, had any public displays of nudity lately. Did, so did I you mean, get I'm the awkward. reference? <laughs> I think I got it. Yeah, I think I got it. Yeah, Kyle Walker. Just in, just in case you didn't get the reference, yeah. it just occurred to me as I was saying that. I thought, if you haven't seen that this week, you're going to be very confused. <laughs> Why is he talking about his Todger? <laughs> Every week when I do this part, that's that's how I start. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Next week, you know, I've never once mooned. To the week after that, it's yeah, course, and so on yeah. and so forth. Yeah. <laughs> no one has actually ever seen you naked, which is no, actually weird. Not know? even me. Not even me. Yeah, strange. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I get undressed under a towel, even in the privacy of my own bedroom, just when it's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll start with Fulham Arsenal. Um, but before we we start, um, how things? Things, things are good, man. I mean, uh, of course, of bloody course, I get invited on after a Fulham defeat. But yeah, look, look, I will say, though, I do feel blessed. I feel blessed to be on here. Oh, the week, you know, no, the week to talk about Man United losing 7 yes. to Liverpool. <laughs> I, just, I just can't believe the timing. I'm so glad I got an invite. I know, you know, I was I was way down the list. You know, you had about like 10 people cancelled. No, 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 no. You know, no. So, so like, you know, it's okay. Two. There was I, two. <laughs> <laughs> Only two. Yes. Only two. No, but like, look, it's just uh, unbelievable timing. I just, I, it's it's a game. I think we we could do a whole pod just on that game. But like, look, it, I know it's been talked to death. So look, we we won't like, we we won't talk about it loads. But oh my god, just I incredible. Know. Just incredible. It, it, it was, and I missed it. I when Liverpool went to goal up, I thought, okay, I kind of want Liverpool to win, but. I can't support them, you know what I mean? So I thought, I'll, I'll leave it now, that's fine. Second half, I'll let it play out, however. And then just on the WhatsApp groups, just seeing people's comments, I was like, what? And, but I was busy, make, I was making something like a roast dinner or something then. So, oh my God, I I, I caught up with it later. Incredible. I Ordinarily, um, I would not include United de Southampton in today's preview because it's you know not yeah. exactly a, but yeah I had to include it because it's fascinating to see how and indeed tonight against Real Betis to see how they respond um, kickoffs in what an hour isn't it so um, but yeah before we get to United and their downfall <laughs> um, let's talk about Fulham because it's so relevant on a City pod really with playing Arsenal this weekend and our hopes in you and your guys um, kind of depriving them of some points if possible um so to see how possible that is in what form are you in right now yeah i would say lately we've been kind of kind of riding our luck and i think the luck caught up with us against brentford you know we were we were a bit shattered i think and brentford were all over us i i would say they they really were were more up for it uh they were more energetic and they outplayed us, really. I mean, like, their, their pressing from the, the start was unbelievable. Uh, I know I'm answering your question by talking about Brentford, but, you know, I'll get there eventually. No, no, no. Um, but, like, in the first, like, you know, they scored after six minutes, and before that, they could have had, like, three goals even before that. And 
it was just kind of so weird because it was kind of come on lads this is a derby like how are you not getting up for this and it wasn't one of our better performances i would say that the great thing about this season is we've been competitive in just about every game i would say like i think when we played tottenham earlier this season we weren't great that was one of our you know less good performances and a newcastle earlier this season when um i mean that was a weird one i think we lost 4-1 or whatever it was and but we had like palinia was out um and then the guy who replaced him Nat Chalaba got sent off <laughs> after like I 10 remember, minutes. of course, yes. Yeah. And then Mitro went off injured after half an hour. So like it was just like everything was a disaster. So it's kind of like when you when you lose a game like that, like abjectly, it's kind of like, well, like everything went wrong. Like what can you do? This game, we didn't have Palinia, but like we had Mitro uh fit and ready and we had everyone else. Like it was just so disappointing. So we are kind of coming off a really disappointing defeat. Um, the scoreline was probably closer than it deserved to be. But, you know, I think in general, like I said, we've been riding our luck. That win over Brighton we had recently was unbelievable. Mm. Where, like, Brighton were all over us and they had every. And we, it was a kind of backs to the wall performance. It was, us. yeah. And then Manor Solomon just scores this unbelievable goal. So, uh, like I said, ridden our luck against Leeds, same thing. Leeds actually were really good and could feel really hard done by. Like they're they're just miss, missing a finisher right now. But they mm. had so many good chances against us in the FA Cup, and we came out on top with um, a two nil win. Again, two really good goals. I think that's become our kind of staple this past month. Just scoring really exceptional goals mm. that nobody is able to stop. But um, we we kind of need to reset now and get back to what we were doing against Arsenal. Uh, I mean, we gave him a really good game last time out. The only problem is we, we still will be without Palinia because he's serving a two-game ban. And I think that makes a huge difference to our midfield. So mm. I could see if we're still a little bit tired and we don't have Palinia, I mean, like, I could see like Odegaard, for instance, you know, just having an absolute field day, field day against us. So um, I... Like I said, I think we'll be competitive, but I, I don't know. I uh, I think the fact that we have home advantage and that Arsenal are playing on Thursday night uh, before the yeah. game, I think that definitely helps us because we'll, we'll have six days rest. They'll only have a couple. So uh, those are the kind of straws I'm clutching to at the moment. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, you know, you'd be putting your money on Arsenal, basically, to win this. You said there about your good home form. Um, I mean, you've picked up 22 points from 39, and 10 of them have come at the expense of sides who are currently in the top half of the table. Um, can I just ask, because you're seventh in the league, you're above Brentford, you're above Brighton. Now, from my perspective, just by you know browsing through the media kind of uh, each and every day, Brentford are you know lavished with praise, and rightly so, and so are Brighton. I see a lot less praise for Fulham. It seems that your achievements this year have gone under the radar is that how Fulham fans feel about it do you feel a, a little bit undervalued considering the, the exceptional season you're having oh you're saying all the right things Steve all the right things <laughs> no this do you know what this is exactly what some Fulham fans are saying right I'm not I'm not too bothered by it I'm kind of like look you know when the dust settles everyone will recognize that we've had a very good season you know we've just come up and we're you know in the mix for Europe like that's exceptional and I you know I, I think uh, we're right up there in terms of like points won by a promoted side at this stage of a season like we're right up there near the top i think we're just behind remember ipswich went up and they like went into europe yes. the year they came up in like 2001 whenever it was um we're like we're like very close to the kind of level they were at 
So I mean, we're having it's it's exceptional, really. So it it doesn't bother me a huge amount, but for some Fulham fans, they are kind of turning around, going mm, like everybody's talking about Brentford and you know and and like they deserve praise, and so do Brighton. I I think Brighton are brilliant, and I think uh, you know that I I do think they'll make Europe. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it is it is kind of weird, like <laughs> when you're kind of looking around and you know you're just kind of like why is that uh, why is it that Fulham haven't been kind of getting this because because also so to interrupt but you're such a likable club as well I mean there's not many people who maybe obviously geographically there may be Chelsea mm. fans etc but people who, who live beyond kind of um, the capital I would say that Fulham are a very popular club so there's a lot to like and it's a good good story and there's only positives so I can't figure it out, honestly. It's it's kind of crept up on me because I've just been taking it for granted that Fulham are doing well. And it's only really in the last month or two that you start thinking, hang on a minute, where's all the praise that they've warranted? Where's where's all the attention? Because, And when it is, it's just obviously on Mitrovic or whoever. You've got some exceptional players who really go under the radar. Robinson, for me, is a superb fullback. Yeah. Um, in fact, there's a number of players, but... And William, obviously, is a really fascinating talking point. But the one I really want to talk about, only because I know nothing about him, so in an educational sense, Solomon. So am I right in thinking that, essentially, you jumped in and got him through circumstance because of the war in Ukraine, um, but then he got injured on the opening day, and since he's come back, he's basically scored in every game. Am I correct in saying all this? Yeah, so... He's, yeah, he's basically we we've been. I mean, since last year, we have been linked with them, and I actually think right, we, okay. we might have been linked linked with them. Like it was well before the end of the season, and I can't remember if it was before or after the war in Ukraine broke out. It might have been after, but anyway, yeah, we, we were linked with them for a long time, and it took actually ages for the deal to get through. And and the deal was pretty much agreed actually for us to buy them for around six or seven million. Right. And then what happened was FIFA were like, oh, by the way, you know, that whole uh, thing that, you know, the, the contract amnesty or whatever, where basically like you could just like, what was it again? You could just like leave your club or whatever, or your contract didn't count if you were playing for a Ukrainian yes. or Russian yeah. team. And so for, I think basically it was like, well, you know, if we don't have to pay for this player and we can just wait for his contract to, you know, ex, you know run out then why are we going to pay all this money for them? And I think basically financial fair play stuff came into the club's thinking. And so we took him on loan. And his right. awkward thing is his contract uh, expires in December because of obviously the way they, they play a summer league. So if you're kind of waiting for that to happen, basically the loan ends and then he'll go back to Shakhtar for like six months. Right. Yeah, we could, you know, I I don't want to get too in the weeds with all this and and bore your listeners, but like, you know, we could sign a pre-contract before then. But I was talking to somebody the other day about this, and they had uh, an analogy that that um kind of scared me. They said that it was very, it, it felt like Mo Salah at Fiorentina vibes, where like mm. he he went on loan to Fiorentina, really lit it up there, and then Roma ended up stealing him. Yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of like, oh. No, don't say that. Like it's it it and it feels like the the more game time he gets, the more he shows off how good he actually is, and the more people will be like, oh, maybe we should buy this player. You know, he's only on loan; he'll be available in the summer. Like, why shouldn't you know? So, and, and, um, and sorry to interject, but is he that good a player? I only I only say that, and I'm not. I didn't mean that to sound like a doubt. 
that he's a good player. I just don't know anything about him. So before he arrived, I was vaguely aware of his name, but nothing mm. else. And now, since he's come back from injury, you know, I watch match of a day every week, like most people, and each and every week he's lighting up match of a day, but that's on a highlight reel. So in game, kind of, is he impactful? Is he a, is he a, a decent player? Well, the, the funny thing is, is that actually he, he hasn't started very many. Yeah. I mean, all those games, bar um, the most recent one, about one yeah. I mean, he, start, yeah. he started against Leeds in the Cup and then he started against Brentford. So those are only two starts. And then he didn't, he got subbed off against Brentford as well. So we actually, we haven't really seen him for a full 90 minutes. But, I mean, he is just superb. Like, he's just absolutely ridiculous. This guy, remember, like, he was keeping... Uh, Mikhailo Mudrik out of the Shakhtar Donetsk team. Right, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's the only reason Mudrik even got you know a chance. Is Manor Solomon um, left right. the club? That that gave it an opportunity for Mudrik, and you know a few, a few months later, Mudrik is a hundred million player, and then we've got Solomon on loan. It's kind of funny that way. And then if you look at the, you compare the form of the two. There's no comparison. You know, I mean, like Mudrik is a very exciting player, but so is Solomon and he has the end product to go with it. It's kind of amazing, really. I mean, he scored four unbelievable goals. Yeah. And then against Brentford, he scored a, a tap-in. So it was kind of nice for of him to show yeah. that, that, that kind of variation in his in his goal scoring. But, uh, you know, just, you know as, if he can keep it up for the rest of the season, I'll be, I'll be happy out. But, yeah, he, he, is, he is, is stupendous. And I think we'll get... I mean, we'll see now if he starts against Arsenal so I think I think a lot of people will be watching that game so if he starts that will be a lot of people's like really first opportunity to to get a good look at him and see what he's like against top opposition the only problem is as you alluded to we've got William like basically our two wingers are both left wingers mm. so you're, you're kind of like how do you can you fit both of them in the team Marco Silva tried that I'm not sure it worked amazingly well um, because you've also got like Bobby Deckard over Reed who usually plays on the right he offers something a little bit different yeah so yeah we'll see um, I would yeah it, it's kind of hard because I don't know if I would start him over William because William's just so important he's just been so good yeah. but it's, I think I think the fact that we, we, we will be playing basically on the break on the counter so that makes me think that Solomon would be a better pick basically than William mm. I mean, yeah, William's got it. He's got the class and he's got the experience, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's got mm. the, he's got the nous, which is so important, isn't it? It's a, so yeah, I, I personally think that you know it's the best of both worlds, isn't it? You've got kind of William to start the game, 60, 70 minutes, and then maybe bring Solomon on, and and yeah. you know when the game gets stretched. But um, do you think you're gonna get anything? Are you are you quietly confident that you can get anything against Arsenal? Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.